Hello, and welcome to another exciting adventure of... Come on. Come on. Here it is. Tales from the Attic. I'm your host, Donnie Salvo, and this is what I do if you're new to this this thing we call Tales from the Attic, is I go up in my attic. I reach into a long box, I grab a random comic, and we go through it together. It's funny, sometimes. It's entertaining, maybe, possibly. But before we jump into our comic, let's go and take care of business. And our sponsor, our sponsor this time is Action Lab Entertainment, home to the original graphic novels and the superhero-slash-comedy miniseries, Fracture. Action Lab Entertainment. ActionLabComics.com Hey, and you could find, uh... You could find Fracture. And I think it's going to be in next month's previews, or this month's previews. Yeah. Yeah, by Sean Gabrin, Chad Ciccone, and Dave DeWanch. You know what? This is what you can do. You know what Action Lab's doing? They're creating better comics through science. I don't even know what that means. But that's awesome. Go to actionlabcomics.com and you can find out all the information. Do it. Do it. Now. Now that that's out of the way, actionlabcomics.com, Action Lab Entertainment. Go there. Do it. And things. Order it. Order it. Anyway, here we go. Suicide Squad number four, William Hell's Overture. Dun, dun, dun. That's the name of it. This came out in... Do, 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 do. August of 1987. So I was... Let's see. 14, I think. 13, 14 years old. How's that grab you? Oh, my God. We're outside a slummish city. There's bums about, liquor stores. There's a place called The Club. You don't even know what kind of club it is. Is it a strip club? Hip-hop club? Rock and, rock and or roll club? Country and or western? We don't know. It's just called The Club. You don't even know. You could walk in there, people could hit you with clubs. This shit's serious. This town is gangster, right? And there's a... a uh, Voice coming from an apartment window. It looks, it's, it could be a television. And it says, well, still too hot out there tonight, children. A sticky 86 degrees at 10 of the clock. 10 of the clock, it said. Maybe some Dave Brubick will chill you out. Oh, it's a radio. Oh, my God. And there, what do we have? Get in the car. Get in the car. Guys running out of the liquor store. Getting into a car. They got fishnet stockings on their head with a um with a with a driver who does not and he says how much how much we and he goes just drive and you hear stop you punks and one guy turns around with a gun and in the in the doorway is the is the uh shop owner with a double barrel shotgun he goes drop my money or i'll drop you and he goes our money now old man blam and he shoots him and he's like go 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 and he jumps in the car Oh, my God. They're counting the money. They're screeching away. He's, how much we got? 50 here. I'm counting. Should have grabbed some six-packs. I'm dry. What the hell? There's a guy swinging from a crossbow. 
and a silhouette lands in front of the 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 headlights of the car. <gasps> a red gloved hand pulls a trigger. A crossbow bolt goes flying, and it hits the engine block of the of the car and explodes. And the car stops short. No, it doesn't stop short. <laughs> Sorry, I had to turn the page. It looked like it stopped short, but it really didn't. And then it it swerved and hit a building. And one of the guys gets out and he goes. Hey, you're you're that guy, and it's a dude dressed up like a medieval soldier. Only he's in, uh, he's got chainmail and a, and a weird black mask with with uh, a stand of uh, sorry, a strap of studs across his head, and uh, he's got a crossbow, and uh, he goes, "My name's William Hell Punk." That's the voice I'm gonna give him. My name's William Hell Punk, and he says, "In jail or hell is where you're going, Punk." And he bitch slaps this dude. The other dude's guy out of the car. He punches the other dude in the face. He's like, crack. And then he takes the other guy and he flips him on the ground. And then he punches the other dude in the gut. Right? And he grabs a white kid. And he throws him up against the car. And he says, do you know where the Aryan Empire has its headquarters, punk? Answer me. We haven't much time. And he goes, he goes yeah, sure. It's 47th and Cicero. <laughs> it's 47th and Cicero, I tell you. And he goes, take the other white kid and get over there and sign up that or the cops. So I have to be a Nazi racist or cops? I have to go to jail? Well, and he's like, why are you? And he goes, that's the cops. If you're going, go. And the devil help you if you don't show up. And he says, evening, officers. And he gets the two, uh, the two black dudes, man, and he arrests them. They have them arrested. And he's like, yeah, this is a car that was involved with that. And he goes, there was five of them. And he said, this is all I found, officer. And, he, and, and one of the kids says, there was two more, man, and he. And the cop says, put a sock in it. And then we have a, a check from the uh, the news. He goes, Marta Williams, Mr. Hell. <laughs> Mr. Hell, this makes your 20th arrest since you appeared two weeks ago. What brought on this seemingly very personal crusade? And he goes, I'm only a common man, Miss Williams. Fighting for the sake of other common men in this troubled country. Hopefully I can be a symbol to them. So that by uniting together, we can overcome those who would destroy our hope, our peace, our way of life. Now if you'll excuse me, and he shoots his crossbow and it got a rope on it. And he scales a building and he goes on a rooftop. And uh, the reporter, she's like, common man or symbol? Perhaps William Hell is exactly what this troubled neighborhood needs, a hero. And then he goes over the rooftop, and there's like a limousine waiting on the other side, and he swings down, and, and the driver says, Good patrol, sir. And he goes, Good enough. Home, Stevens. And uh, he said, Remind me to call the station and compliment them on Marta Williams' series of William Hell. Appro uh, William Hell. Approval from owners encourages station managers. So I guess this dude is... And then he goes, Also again... In, in touch with Truscott over at the Empire headquarters. He should be getting two new recruits tonight. If he hasn't, I want to know about it. And so the, the the driver's like, very good, Mr. Heller. So his name is Heller, but he calls himself William Hell in the costume. And he's getting changed. And uh, so he pulls up to the mansion, and, and, and Mr. Hell gets out, Heller gets out. And uh, he goes... Uh, after you park the car, report to me in the study. So the driver goes and he parks the car in the park, 
parking garage and he opens up the trunk and the limo another limo driver's in there what's going on i don't know let's find out and uh the dude dude's telling him and the the guy's in the trunk and he says he uh the driver who parked the car says to the guy in the trunk he goes get out you picked up mr heller tonight as normal understand he goes yes you're to remind him to call WQRC and compliment them on Miss Williams' work. Got it? He goes, yes. You're also to call Trescott and see if the two new recruits showed up. You got it? He goes, yes. And then when you meet Heller in the study, you remember nothing else out of the ordinary. And the guy's like, yes. And then uh, he says, then go. And the, and the real limo driver does. And the one that was, and all of a sudden he takes off his hat, pulls off his face, and takes off a costume. And it's Black Orchid. Who's a chick? Wah, wah, wah. I don't know what's going on. And then uh, there's there's like a news reports here or, or a film strip of some sort. And it says, you're looking at Marquis Park on the southwest side of Central City. The park and Lafayette Avenue leading up to it has been long been. Oh, this is Amanda Waller. So we're at headquarters now. And uh, basically what she's saying is she says, you know, that's that. That's the dividing line between Central City Ghetto and the lower-income white area. Racial tension has always been high in the area. Lately, it's been boiling over. And this man at the podium, and it shows a guy at a podium, is W. James Heller, a very rich white-wing businessman. A very rich white... (laughs) Very rich right wing businessman yeah you laugh say that five times fast fucker and uh and she's telling him so you know he's openly funded many white survivalist neo-nazi and or kkk groups founded one in his own area called the aryan empire and this william hell and it shows the picture of uh the dude william hell a new mass crime fighter who's been working Lafayette Avenue. He's vowed to clean up the streets of of street crime. Well, it's good that he vowed to keep, clean the streets of street crime because you wouldn't want to clean the streets of, like, window crime or ceiling crime. or uh, And he's going to get the drug pushers and so forth and so on and whatnot. And it's a debriefing. And in the debriefing you have Captain Boomerang, Kronos... Bronze Tiger, Nightshade, Deadshot, uh, Rick Flag, and uh, this blonde chick, I don't remember what her name. We'll, we'll find out together. But this is what Amanda Waller's saying. She goes, listen, his arrests, however, have been consistently entirely of minorities, blacks, Asians, Latinos. And Captain Boomerang says, <laughs> Captain Boomerang's racist quote of the week well, that only stands to reason, down it? I mean, it's a well-known fact that they do most of the crime, isn't it? Oh, no. And then Bronze Tiger turns around and he says, Man, the only known criminals I see in this room are white, my man. And then Captain Boomer's like, I was talking street crime there, Tiger. <laughs> and then he's saying stuff like, uh, you know, we're different, ain't we? I mean, I don't see no bloody... Oboe being an artist like old Kronos here, can you? I don't even know what that means, dude. And he's like, no offense. No, I'm serious. And Kronos is like, I don't want nothing to do with this. And then Amanda Wallace says, we'll raise your social conscious later, Boomerang. 
with an axe. Dun, dun, dun. So Black Orchard did her part of our advanced unit, found out Heller and Heller, the same man, using the symbology of a masked hero overtly and covertly to gain his racist ends. We've been asked to deal with him. So Deadshot says, let's just shoot him. So they do. That's the end of the comic. Thanks for listening. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't do that. And, uh, you know, she said, no, we're not going to make a martyr, uh, him a martyr to his cause. We got to do, you know, she goes, you, didn't you know him growing up late? Lawton, Leighton, whatever his name is. And she's talking to Deadshot and he goes, well, we were sort of friends. You know, we were both from the uh, idle rich of those days. Heller's family is very competitive, and it shows him steeplechasing. And he's like, he always had a win no matter what, and it shows him he's all... He's wearing like an Australian schoolboy outfit holding a, a big-ass trophy with a little tiny horse. The The trophy is huge. It looks like a huge chalice, and it's got like this little little um horse on it. It was weird, you know, and... Uh, so this is what happened. His, his family took... At a, on a family outing, they took a wrong turn and ran into a race riot. I hate that. I hate when you're on a family outing and you're like, is it a left or a right? And you take the right and boom, there you are. Racial tension. People blowing up shit. It's crazy. That has never happened to me. And I, I, I might put money saying it. I don't think it happened to a lot of people. Now I'm not saying there's not racism in the world because there is. But what are the chances? Of you making a wrong turn and going into a race riot. I don't know. Because you would think that the news would have had the uh, the tension all over the television. And you would stay away from that area. And not go to f- social functions around that uh, entire area. And uh, But anyway. So there you go. And then, But Billy was the only one who survived the attack. But see now in this panel here it shows white dudes and black dudes. <laughs> Flipping the truck over, his car over. So, I mean, it's like, and James Helder, the elder. James Heller, the elder. Why do you have to write like this? <laughs> it's hurting my tongue. And, uh, you know, he, he was pretty much a, a neo-Nazi. And, and he taught him everything. And then he died and he left everything in his hands. And he started this organization. And he's like, you know, we can't we can't just defeat or unmask Heller. We have to discredit him. And so they're holding a rally in Marquise Park in a few days. So black groups are threatened, the counter-demonstration, the place will be a tinderbox. And that's when we'll make our move. So Cronus says, I help. It works. I keep my trap shut and my sentence is commuted to time served, right? Which is why you need me and my device? And she's like, that's the deal, Cronus. Now all you listen, here's the plan. Two nights later, William Hell, he's on a rooftop, and he's he's um, swinging around, and there's Captain Boomerang and a black supervillain named Wipeout, and he goes, Wipeout, my old mate, I, Captain Boomerang. <laughs> what? I am glad I've returned to Central City with my own nemesis, the Flash, no longer here. I am free to use me trick boomerangs and amazing skills to knock over this bleeding armored car. And then uh, Wipeout, man, he really thugs it out. He's like, who writes your dialogue, fool? And then um, Captain Bruin's like, oh, no, it's William Hell. And he goes, shoot, I I showed it and playing no rumble with him. Oh, my God, dude. Who the hell wrote this book? 
Oh, my Lord. And so William Hell goes and he kicks them both and he goes, Jigs up. And uh, so what Captain Boomerang's doing here, you know, William Hell's knocking them down. Captain Boomerang's here is he's playing up the racism card. And so he's saying, stupid black fool, I should have known better than to team up with you. And he goes, I didn't know, man, I didn't know. And William Hell punches him in the face. Then he punches Boomerang in the face. And he goes, you've made a lot of mistakes, Boomerang. And so Wipeout, that's his name, right? Yeah, he's passed out. He's knocked out, man. He's laying on the ground. So William Hell, he's like, give you a chance to correct him? The Aryan Empire might be able to use your skills. Yeah, because every Aryan nation needs an Australian who could fling boomerangs. Join him or go to jail. And he goes, Beauty, I'll lob in with your mob and this evening. And the, uh, the cops come and, and uh, he's the cops say, This guy knocked over that. That armored car by himself? And, and Wipeout's about to say, he's like, no, man. He goes, this is all I caught, officer. That's all I know. And then he swings away. And Wipeout takes off the hood, and it's the bronze tiger. And he says, next time you're on mine, bigot. And he said, Mon-, he, and the cop says, I monitored you, man. Monitored you. I am tongue-tied this episode. <laughs> Boomerang laid it on a bit thick. And, and bronze tiger said, well, Subtlety is not a strong point, Colonel. Oh, my God, it's Colonel Flag. And uh, he's like, all right, stage is all clear. Let's get this all cleaned up before the real cops come. And they go to Marquise Park two nights later. And there's a bunch of um, kind of Aryan Nation dudes with their wearing red helmets, uh, hoods, red hoods, half hoods, actually. And um, Captain Broomerang's up there and... Uh, and basically, um, Mr. Heller's up there, and he's, he's saying, since since the Civil Rights Acts, what have we seen? We've seen the institutionalization of the welfare state. We have seen the perseverance of drugs and pornography. We have seen the standards of our universities eroded to accommodate illiterate and uneducationable. In short, we have not seen them rise to our level, but rather they have dragged our society down to theirs. And then there's like, dude, there's a bunch of um, African-American protesters, man. And they're like, I'll drag you off that podium, man. And, and they would, too, because, you know what, this guy's spewing hate. And we're not about to hate. And he's like, who pays the price? You do, the common man. Who speaks for the common man? And all of a sudden, who swings in? William Hell. It can't be William Hell. How could it be William Hell? Because cause Mr. Heller's William Hell, and he's at the podium, so he looks shocked. And the guy said, and, and, and so Mr. Heller said, who acts for the common man? William Hell swings in and says, I do. Heller is shocked. And people are all screaming, hell, hell, hell. And he goes, I am William Hell. And he goes, I'll take the podium. Do not mince words. You all know. Oh, he goes, I won't mince words. You all know me, what I do, what I stand for. You're decent folks. You work hard and sacrifice for your family and your country. And basically, he's up there and he's saying, you know, why? Why's everybody got to be racist? Why's it got to be a black thing and a white thing? Why? Or, or, or whatever. Why can't we all just, you know, work together? You know, he says. He says the only way to do that is you got to stick together. And I mean, all together, black, white, Latino. 
and, and what have you. The only power you got comes from your numbers. And so William, Mr. Heller walks off, and he comes out, and he's dressed like William Hell, too. So now there's two William Hells, and he's like, liar, imposter. And he goes, and he grabs a podium, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, the man you've been listening to is a fraud. I am the w- real William Hell. So now Captain Boomerang interrupts him, and he's like, you both look like the, the real article to me. And he goes, I'll tell you what, we'll determine everything by a test of skill. What do you say? And they go, what kind of test? What do you think we're doing? We're going to set this up, right? And he goes, William Tell shot an apple off his kid's head, didn't he? And he goes, fine, we'll shoot one off of yours, one of the William Hell says. And, and, the, and the racist half-mast dudes, they grabbed <laughs> Captain Boomerang, and he's like, bloody hell, this ain't in the script. And he goes, <laughs> and they're pulling him by the arm, and he goes, hey, it's attached, and, 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 and all this stuff. And he goes, uh, they tied him to a tree. And they put an apple on his head, and one of the cops says, one side, and uh, and then one of the guys in the crowd goes, uh-uh, we're going to watch this. And they take off his hat, and they put an apple. They said, don't move, because it might throw off my aim. He put an apple on Captain Boomerang's bald-ass head, right? And uh, William Hell says, the other William Hell, he goes, first come, first shoot, imposter. So William Hell, man, the one that he yelled at, he just he didn't even look, dude. He's just like he just grabbed his crossbow, lifted up, shot that thing right through the apple. And then and then he said and the crowd's going, Hell, hell, hell and he goes, Make or break, bozo. And so the other one goes and he's he's kinda shaking a little bit and he's aiming and he shoots it. And it goes like five inches above the apple. And he goes, Missed, but I couldn't and he goes but you did because you're not really William Hell. You're James Heller. And he took off the mask and he goes, Heller and his men captured me. Heller wanted to take my place, twist my work to their end. So basically what they're doing is, oh, well, anyway, I'll just keep going. But I managed to break free in time to confront and defeat him. Now you know the truth. And the whole crowd's like, hell, hell. And one of the racist dudes from the Aryan Nation pulls out a pistol and he shoots the hell in the back and he goes oh my god he shot one of one of heller's men shot him oh my god and then there's a big like um smoke cloud and and the cops go that killer disappeared in that smoke bomb the nab heller and they grab heller and they arrest him and uh he says if we don't the cops said to him we don't get you out of here man they're gonna tear these folks are gonna tear you apart so they take him out and an ambulance shows up and they put william hell on a stretcher and you're like, this guy looks pretty bad. And then they're, and the news is all there, and they're like, Doctor, can you give us any idea of Hell's condition? Number one, doctors don't usually hang out in ambulances. But anyway, they're like, we've seen people recover for, from wounds like this, but not many. One side, please. And they packed him in into the ambulance, and they take off. And William Hell gets up, and he takes off the mask. And who is it? It's Deadshot. And he's like, that explosive charge in the front of my costume singed my skin, man. That hurt. And then so Nightshade picked picked up uh, Colonel Flagg, who was the one that shot, quote-unquote, shot William Hell, who, which was dead shot. And him and Captain Boomerang were there, and they all get in the ambulance, and they take off. And, uh, and there you go. So what they did was they closed down the racism 
They arrested the right man. The people still had their hero. But their hero, quote unquote, got shot. And apparently they're going to tell these people he died. He died a hero and blah, blah, blah. And push comes to shove. Everybody works together. Unity. Who would have thought you would get racial unity in a, in a hot racial climate of a neighborhood? You get racial unity, and it's brought to you by the Suicide Squad. Well, there you go. Sometimes comics deal with big issues, and they do them right. Sometimes that's not really not the, it's not the case. They try, but they kind of fall short. And in this one, they kind of fell short. So there you go. William Hell Overture. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, thank you very much. I'm sorry. I was, I was just shocked at um, how whacked out this book was and how just weird... It's been, and, uh, yeah, so it was just very strange, and, uh, there you go. Anyway, so that was Suicide Squad number four, brought to you by the good people at Action Lab Entertainment, home to original graphic novels and the superheroes slash comedy miniseries Fracture by Sean Gabarin, Chad Ciccone, and Dave DeWanch. Go to actionlabcomics.com for more information. Action Lab Entertainment, creating better comics through science. My name is Donnie Salvo. That is D-O-N-N-Y-S-A-L-V-O, all one word. And I'm and that's at yahoo.com if you want to get a hold of me. Thanks a lot. Peace out. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a weird one, I admit it. But what can you do? When you reach into the long box, this is what you get. It's random, people. It's random. All right. Later, and I will talk to you next time on Tales from the Attic. I think there must be a more logical explanation.